What is up, everybody? Joe Stib here with you. Rad Parenting officially starting. Looking at my co-host. Anaya Bogue. Yes, we're here. We've had a lot of coffee again. I, what is up? I know. I feel like I'm vibrating. It, it, literally, if you listen to this show, you must <laughs> think that all we do is just drink coffee and come up with topics for <laughs> Rad Parenting just all day long. We all never long. leave this little den that we come in and tape this show at. Uh, Got to thank everyone for all of the... Uh, Emails, all of the questions. They just keep getting better. Yes, they're and keep them juicy, coming. They have honest. Been. We even had a, a a whole show dedicated to one of our listeners who sent us a question, and we did the whole show based on it, which was awesome. That was that was amazing. And over the last couple of weeks, we're getting more and more emails from all of you guys. Um, be sure to to uh, go to uh, our Facebook page, like our Facebook page, and um, this week uh, you'll be able to win Anaya's book. All you got to do is share this episode that we're going to be having right now. You share it, and they win a signed book from you. You didn't even know I was going to do that, I, did I you? didn't, but yeah. you're, so, you're so good to me. That's there you really, go. I had you sign it, and you're like, what's this for? What's this and for? now I'm telling and now you. Now I know. Yeah. So someone, you go to Rad Parenting on our Facebook page. You like, uh, obviously, Rad Parenting because it's rad. And then you share this post and then you're in the drawing for a possible chance to get the book. Awesome. Can we give away more than one book? Absolutely. Okay, there you go. See, now you're winning things. Uh, all right, this show, right now we have a guest in here and, and she's amazing. And we've been wanting to have her on the show, I think, from the time from the beginning. We, from the yeah. time that we began. You know what? I'm going to let from you the introduce. Conception I'm gonna or let, the inception. From both. <laughs> or the birth. From the birth of the show. <laughs> There's our guest already on the microphone. I'm going to let, Anae, I'm going to let you go Very for the introduction on this. I would be happy because I know you always do this and I'm happy to let you do that. But so, so Dr. Suzanne is uh, not only an amazing gynecologist, my gynecologist, but also my dear friend. And early on, we discovered that we were soul sisters. Um, and uh, for any woman out there who has had an extraordinary gynecologist who you really feel like, you know, this person really cares about me. I can go and I can share anything with her. Um, she gets me. She keeps it light when it needs to be light because there could be some, you know, anxiety around the whole thing. Um, th th this is, I'm, I'm lucky to have that person in my life. So we're so happy Thank to you. have you here. I'm so happy to be here. It's great that you made it. Uh, I'm going to just fast forward to, I didn't even know this, and, and Anaya lays this on me, that you, you're not, you delivered her child. Like, you yeah. guys were in battle together. Yes. In yes. And, I, yes. And, and, and from what I understand, that was a oh, crazy story. Oh, That's yeah, not one way just, to call it. It yeah. was, uh, yeah, it was quite an ordeal, because I was, there's all kinds of things, like, I was, quote unquote, of advanced maternal age, which is a, a real kick to the to the gut when, you, when you're when you labeled that way. Can yeah. I ask but what that is? Yeah, I don't know. Any, anybody, any woman over 35, right, Correct. is considered of advanced maternal age. Okay. So there were just all these extra, like, checks and, and making sure everything was okay, and lots of paranoia, and and crazy stuff. But then, you know, cut to, I have this amazing pregnancy, uh, and then I have a, an enormous baby. And I still remember Dr. Suzanne, like the first words I heard that I knew she was out was, oh my God, Anais, she's huge. <laughs> and she was like 11 pounds, yeah, one ounce. It was insane. She's and quite large. Yeah. So, so, but it was, it was beautiful. We were concerned she might eat the other babies in the nursery. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but it was awesome, and and so I'm really super excited to have you here because I feel like you are um, not only a wealth of knowledge, but an incredibly dedicated doctor, and um, and your whole demeanor, uh, you know, in in the doctor's office and outside of the doctor's office, is so uh, disarming. It just makes it's just makes us feel comfortable, makes me feel comfortable. So anyway, I'm psyched to share you with our listeners and uh, and 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 talk about what we're going to talk about today. Well, first of all, I got to give you background. I mean, you've worked with Dr. Drew, you've been on Dr. Oz, Ricky Lake. I mean, your whole 
background is, is so intense and, and so, and it's such a great vibe too. Whenever you're speaking to people, I really enjoyed that. Like all the videos that I saw of you, I was like, wow, she's actually coming in here. Uh, the first thing that like Anae and I were talking about, and this was just me as just a dad, because I remember when my wife and I found out we were going to have our first child, it, I wish someone could have just like sat down with my wife and given her a whole of like, almost like you're pregnant, now what? You right, know, or like, right, we're, right, you know, right, it was almost like right, we're pregnant, now right. what? But, but in the journey that we were about to go into, so, you know, the first thing that I'd have to ask just, just as for our listeners is... For the people right now that are listening to the show that just found out, they've gotten the great news. Wow, we're going to be parents. You know, honey, you're going to have a baby. Or, uh uh-oh. We're going to be parents. Yeah. Because that happens too. Yes, it does. It does. What's what's your general vibe with once someone comes to you and says, you know, hey, you know, we take us on as a family and and start walking us through this journey? Well, I mean, first of all, it's so interesting now to be doing this. And I've been in practice for 15 years, and and it's really – you know, people, by the time they get to me for that first visit, they've already been online nonstop, gone down the rabbit hole frequently. <laughs> so my job is partly to, like, throw them a rope and try to, like, come on, you can get out of it because I know you're really freaked out now. So a lot of I, what I need to do is kind of calming people down because there's almost too much information out mm. there. And it's very hard for people to discriminate between, you know, what is real, what is what is applicable to them and what is just crazy talk that's, you know, kind of in the echo chamber of the internet. And and one of the things that I do tell my patients all the time, whether they're pregnant or not, male partners, female partners, whatever, you wouldn't go out to the corner of where are we, you know, Franklin and Cahuenga and be like, hey, what do you think about these vitamins? Yep. Or that thing itches. Should I be worried? And like some homeless dude comes over and is like, well, actually, what you should do is this. <laughs> And that's what people do on the internet yes. all the time. You have no idea where that information is coming from. So I feel like that was one of the first rules. Like when we established our relationship, I feel like one of the first things you said to me is like, just stay off, stay off. Well, the I mean, I don't say stay to... off. I just say like, be very, very careful about where you're going. So specifically with pregnancy, I have a couple of sites that I usually guide people to. Um, and then it's really kind of unwinding whatever their issues are. So I really, that's a huge question to answer, Joe. The truth is I have to meet you like I meet all clients and patients where they are. Where are you coming from? Um, is there fear? Is there anxiety? A lo- I see a lot of issues around control, controlling, and thinking that mm-hmm. if I read everything and if I do everything right and if I know everything, it's all going to go the way I want it to go. And I'm like, okay, good luck to you yeah. because you're about to embark on the roller coaster of your life. I mean, this whole thing is about surrender as far as I'm concerned. You stay educated. You get information. You have my guidance. I am there to support you, to educate you. And I will look you in the eye like I did with this one mm-hmm. and say, Actually, that's not how it's going down. Yeah. That's a no, and I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> Everything that you're talking about right now, the relationship that you'll start with a patient, do, do you almost recommend to meet with their doctor before even Yay! they start going down? Like, it, it's, yes. it's, it, I mean, it feels like, because yeah. when I know with, with Karen and I, she kind of interviewed different people that she was going to, you know, work with, which is crazy that we actually, you know, your partner, Dr. Katz right. delivered yeah. on both my son and daughter yeah. hat backwards in there with a Lakers <laughs> cap on. I love the guy. My wife was like, I don't know, hat backwards. Really? I'm like, here we go. It, you know, but no, they did bond. She interviewed different people. Let's talk about that for a second. Yeah. You're yeah. a young couple or, you know, you're, uh, you want to have a children. Do you start interviewing right now with different doctors? Yeah. So, I mean, that's a really sensitive topic, okay. the interviewing thing. And I mean, I have to like, check my own ego about that like what's up with my response to that but okay we can that could be another episode um but anyways i do prefer 
that if people can come in to see me before they conceive, that's optimal. Now, I say that with a caveat because I don't want people to be ashamed or afraid or freaked out that they got pregnant without planning or that they didn't realize that there were things that they could have and should have been doing with me ahead of time. So let's put whatever anxiety no, that around that as that aside. But optimally, it is better to come in in advance. And it's for a couple of reasons. It's not just for the interview thing and like making sure our mm-hmm. personalities match, um, which is important because we're going to have a very intimate relationship. And I think if we're not feeling each other, like it's going to be really uncomfortable for both of us. And the reality is like this is the most transformative experience of your life. And if you and I don't vibe like there are a lot of other amazing doctors and it doesn't have to be me. Mm-hmm. So that's very important. But there's also, there's, here's where I am a doctor and a scientist. There's evidence indicating that certain supplements, for instance, have an impact ahead of time. Mm-hmm. And we know there's really good data to support adequate levels of folic acid before you conceive adequate levels of vitamin D3, which can have an impact. I mean, I don't want to upset or scare anybody, but your D3 level, your vitamin D level as a woman ahead of conception potentially has an impact on that child's adult risk for diabetes. Wow. I mean, did you hear that sentence? Wow. What? Okay, so that's science. That's amazing. This is the kind of stuff that I'm really into. It's called epigenetics, if you want to know more about it. Um, but uh, and vitamin uh, and uh, fish oil, DHA specifically for brain development. So I really want to educate you and empower you. It's not just like good times, let's have fun, and I'm cool. No, no, no. Like this <laughs> mm-hmm. is medicine. Yeah, <laughs> this is like a real thing. And if you can, and I, it also helps you and I understand each other. Like that I am very much a mind-body-spirit doctor. I am a head-and-a-heart person, and that is the way I roll, and that is the way I practice medicine, and that is the way I live. So if you, like, want that, then let's make sure we know that about each other before you get that bun in the oven because you are so vulnerable at that point. When you come in, like, everything, you're like a live wire, Mm -hmm. and everything is like, you know, and it's a lot harder to reach you. Your frontal lobes, you know, get kind of... Shut down. You're all nervous. Yep. And then your partner is like along for the ride. And if he's a <laughs> dude, you know, he's like, oh, my God, like, do I have to be in here for the pap smear? It's just so intense. Well, you know, just speaking from, from my own personal experience, I mean, first of all, everything you're saying right there, uh, I think – I don't. I don't think anyone that's pregnant right now needs to be scared. If if because no. there's what you're saying is, hey, there's stuff you can do before, and there's stuff you can do right now. Always, right. You're, stuff just you saying, can do. you're just saying there's stuff that you can be doing. Right. Let's start doing right. it. The buns in the oven. Right. Let's let's. It's right, not. Right, right. Yeah. Exactly. Oh no, I'm not saying you can't yeah. do things. It's just that if you come in advance, there's other things. Here's the other thing that people almost always ask me, and I think it's a reflection of the community I practice in. But they come in and they have like their list of their supplements and their vitamins and stuff. They also always ask me about like all the beauty products and if yeah, they're yeah, safe you mean yeah 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 oh interesting. hair color yep. nail polish makeup and um it's really 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 interesting to me and it, those are all really great questions like what what um chemicals am i absorbing should i do this should i do that and you know people who are getting pregnant right now are getting pregnant at an amazing point in history where you can go to target and actually get like healthy, safe products that are less toxic than for sure. Even when I have an 18-year-old, like nobody was even talking about this stuff at the time. So that's amazing. But I also find it like slightly amusing 
that um, people only care about that once they're pregnant because the truth is their skin is drinking that stuff in when they're not pregnant right all the time so but it's a great teachable moment and an opportunity and who knows maybe after you have a child you're like hey I'm gonna make this a part of my life no a lot of people do that yeah Yeah. I I will say this so everything you're talking about uh, I I can speak for all dudes I feel that I if there's a dude in the room I'm I'm that guy I'm the bro (laughs) Sometimes even people have called me instead of Joseph Brosen, <laughs> mayor of Broville. I'm not very proud of that, but but what I will say is for for the dads that are out there, I got to ask the question. You said something, uh, you know, the couples coming in there, uh, and and they're both in the room together, and and you said something, Naya, that I got to go back to for a second before we started the show. How I wanted to call it, we're pregnant now. What? Mm. And what did you that's say? A, that's a rub for me. The whole we're pregnant thing has always been because it's like, okay. Look, we are ultimately going to do this together. I mean, especially once the little person arrives. But in the meantime, like, this is really happening in my body. Like, my body is going to feel every change. My body is going to be stretched to kingdom come. I'm going to be the one pushing that little person out. Or in in my case, my, you know, talk about things going sideways. I was supposed to have this, like, totally chill, like, spiritual home birth in a in a tub. And I ended up having an emergency C-section. Um, anyway, that's the, we can talk more about that later. But yeah, it, it's just to me, it's like that was my experience. And when you said that, I, I, I was like, wow, she is absolutely right. Because the birth for the man, and and this leads back to the question I was just going to ask you: what it, what advice can you give dads, uh, put new fathers that are about to embark on this journey with their wife through? everything that you're talking about. What can we be doing more than giving ice in, in the room when the labor's <laughs> happening or taking the camera and filming from the right area and sending the text out to everyone in the Facebook? I feel like... Well, and even before what, that. Like, yeah, truly, that's what like, I'm saying. Like, right now, we just found out we're going to be pregnant. Yes, we're going to yes. have a child together. Right. What can the dad be doing that, that can be more helpful than potentially doing what you're saying, going down the rabbit hole on the internet right? and, and, right. and not helping the situation? Is there anything that you suggest well, to the you dad? Well, it's, it's similar advice, actually, and it's really interesting. I'm, I'm really thinking about it because I, um, you know, I deal with partners all the time. And it's one of the things I really, really love to do. And it's so fascinating because in case you didn't realize this, I am completely observing your relationship. Just, <laughs> it, I mean, whether or not you realize what you're revealing, you are revealing. I'm seeing it and I'm watching it. And I've been doing this for a minute and I have my own experiences. So it's really similar advice, which is you got to surrender. I think for a partner, and particularly a male partner, you know, the, the cultural view is, is absorbed on the individual level. And that is like, I'm here to protect her. And I'm here to make sure this environment is safe. And I'm Papa Bear. And I'm going to fix. And, you know, you can hold space. You're going to have to let go. You're going to have to not take things personally, including if I don't address you every single like mm-hmm. moment of the visit. Because I've definitely had dads that were like their feelings were hurt by me. It's interesting. Yeah, I know. I know. I became aware of it later. And that's a lot about that person and their experience. It's not about me. It's about what they're going through and that process of kind of letting go and saying like, I'm a participant. I made this happen with Mm. this person and we're building something together, but we are individual human beings and she is growing a human inside of her. Mm -hmm. And I cannot do a whole lot more than kind of be there for her. Ask her, what does she need? She may not know what she needs, by the way. And, you know, sometimes she may be really unpleasant. And I have to say that I, that I don't think that it's your job as the partner to also get uh, crapped on all the time. Like, uh, you know, maybe that's an opportunity to talk about your feelings. So 
if you guys are going to be parents together, you're going to be doing that the rest of your lives. Whether or not you stay together as a couple, by the way. Right. You're yeah. going to be parents together for the rest of your lives. So you got to check your head a little bit. You got to take some breaths. You got to hold some space. You got to take care of yourself, figure out how to take care of yourself. Um, it's so amazing. It's the most amazing opportunity and experience. And that doesn't mean that it's always fun either. Isn't it also, though, probably like I can imagine um, that there are a lot of men of this generation where their fathers, like they yeah. couldn't even go to their dads and be like, so what did you do when mom was pregnant? Because yeah. it's really a newer <laughs> phenomenon that yeah. men are as involved. And I think yeah. it's a beautiful thing, but I can see how it would be a little bit odd to be navigating really new territory yeah. in terms of and men it's being just, this And it's also a very distinctly um, feminine experience. You know, mm -hmm. I've talked about it a lot in the context of, of natural childbirth in general, I've, I've spoken a lot about this, about how it's the kind of the quintessential female power experience. Mm -hmm. And it's a very distinct experience from male power. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's really, it can be really hard and kind of disconcerting and like alienating for a man to be in that environment. And like, whoa, where do I fit in here? Yes. Like, what's my place? So, yeah, and that, right. that's a good point. And that's hard. And, that, and I, I'd say that was even for same sex, you know, if two women are in there, mm -hmm. they're both like, okay, what, do, you know, what am I going to do? Maybe, maybe that's even the same case for that woman with her partner. Like, okay, I got this. Mm -hmm. And they can experience that mm -hmm. together. I, I, I feel that just when you're in there and whoever it is carrying a child and you're not the person mm -hmm. carrying the child for me, personally it was just such a moment of like this experience that this person about to have is so much bigger than anything i've ever imagined for me i was this is just my personal thing i was more in awe of my partner than ever in mm -hmm. my entire life mm -hmm. like it changed like mm -hmm. i thought i was rad because you know i could you know still do a frontside air on a skateboard right yeah i thought hey man i still surf i'm cool and then when my wife's all of a sudden yeah. is making a human being i'm like you're okay trophy right now you are right. rad you it was yeah. and it really was a shift in our relationship mm -hmm. for me That's personally as a, as a guy mm -hmm. because and it maybe it was a little bit with the way I was brought up with my parents because that was definitely something that was taught in the home equality and and that respect you know mm -hmm. my even though my parents were separated my dad had respect for you know my mom you know bringing two kids in the world mm -hmm. so for the dads I think what you just said is so true that we kind of or for anyone you just have to kind of find your place no different than anything else in life okay what can I do to help and what what can I also do uh, to help my partner get through this yeah. but also they're they're the ones that are on the ride I don't want to get in the way but I want to be helpful yeah is that I think that's a beautiful way to summarize it wow, yeah I've never been yeah. that. I and I think that, that there's and I think that there's <laughs> I think that there's a difference in terms of the way that your partner holds space like throughout your pregnancy and mm -hmm. then the actual labor because mm -hmm. even in my situation like you know I had again gone from this it was supposed to be a home birth and there weren't going to be all these interventions and the epidural and then when I went into full-blown labor in the hospital mm -hmm. and I had said to my husband like you know, I really, I want to just, I really want to try to push through. I don't want to do the epidural this time. And when he was trying to keep me on that path and I was like, oh no, like you don't tell me like this is beyond, this is beyond, I was going to go for it, but you have no idea what I'm feeling right now. Right. And, and I can imagine now that I'm not in it, 
how difficult it must have been for him to be like, okay, so do I still keep pushing and right. cheering her on the way right. she asked me to before we went, got to this point? Or do I just surrender and be like, if this is what you want, like this is, this is you're doing this. And so let's get the doctor in here and let's do the epidural, which is ultimately what we did. But that's also, that's a relationship. I mm-hmm. think, you know, we romanticize pregnancy mm. and childbirth, much like we romanticize any other relationship. And that's okay. We also can't give ourselves a whole lot of, you know, trouble about that and be so hard on ourselves about that. But sometimes you don't even realize that until you're in it. Mm -hmm. And so for him to have to like step back and say, wow, I'm not really sure what to do right now. Like, that's okay. And again, there's more of that coming. Right. (laughs) Because you're going to be humbled by parenthood. Absolutely. I got to bring up a a topic that both you guys keep using. I've never even heard it before. Hold space. Yeah. Mm. I know. We're such hippies. Yeah. (laughs) No, I mean, I've never heard that before. California. What does that mean? Yeah, I know. (laughs) What does that mean? Am I the only one? So, I mean, do you want to go for it? I mean, to me, I think it means something different to everybody, but we probably... To me, it's creating an environment and, and... in which there's some safety. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that there's a definition very distinctly other than that. And a lot of that has to do with, for me, when I feel like I'm that person, just being present, really being there, mm-hmm. looking at you, being in this moment. Am I not it, saying anything? I'm just like listening? Uh, it depends. Okay. Mostly. Even okay. if you, you know, and, and not kind of getting up in your head and getting all anxious about like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, what am I supposed to do? What yeah. am I supposed to do? I got to fix, fix, fix. All of us do this. Yeah. All of us. I Look, I do this for a living. So I got to do this literally like 25 times a day. And then I get to go home and do it more with my kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just, so, yeah. you know, so, but it is this, mo- I think I, we're talking a lot more in the culture about mindfulness and presence, which also becomes very like, what the heck does that mean? But to me, it's like breathing and literally just saying, okay, wait, I'm right here. Let me just be here. It's really interesting. The energy will shift in an experience, in an environment, in a room with a person when you really just slow it down and just be here. You're not thinking about what you're doing next, what you should have done. You know the way that you have. Have I? Think, have I? Yes, you have. Gosh. I think of holding space. Like, let's. We're we're really big on analogies here at Rad Parenting. Yes. <laughs> but I, to, when I get an image in my head, when I think about holding space, it's very similar to the energy of like if this person was in a dinghy floating on the water and not knowing what's coming up, and I'm the anchor, mm-hmm. and that and that's it. So I'm like just reminding that person that I'm I've got you. Like whatever whatever ta- you know if you're gonna. T- Tip over, I'm going to help tip you back over the right side up. You know, it's just really um, staying strong and keeping your own ego mm-hmm. out of it. Mm-hmm. That's a big part of, mm-hmm. to me, holding space. Which is not an easy thing to do. No. But it's a really tremendous thing to do, and it's a really healing thing to do for everybody, including you, because you really are of service, mm-hmm. truly, to another person. That is a, a an incredible experience of feeling gratified and feeling like you really did something for somebody else and you were, you had no agenda in it for yourself. I mean, something very simple. I had, was having a very difficult conversation with somebody recently and somebody else was sitting there just quietly mm-hmm. and she quietly put her hand on, I had my hand on my knee. Mm-hmm. She quietly reached over and she took my hand. Mm. Very, very specific, very quiet. Wasn't about her. She yep. wasn't saying like, look how awesome I am. Yep. I'm an amazing friend. Yep. It was she, like, I'm the anchor. I got you. That anchor thing was great. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does, does make sense. Does that make sense to you? Absolutely. And I think that also it's like in this particular case, when we're talking about pregnancy, this is the way, because I can imagine again that a, a father or a partner, you know, would feel like, where am I in all this? Like, what do I get to do? How can I be a relevant part mm-hmm. of this process? And I think that, you know, the reality is you are holding space 
voice or you're being an anchor um, and participating in a really important way for two two people absolutely or, or more if there's more babies in there. But I think that um, it's a it's a really beautiful way for a partner to feel like oh no my role is really relevant. And I I'd love to ask you about how much you think that's the state of being that a woman is able to feel when she's got a partner who's kind of holding space mm-hmm. or being this the, her rock or her anchor. How much does that affect that little person growing inside of her Great in terms question. of like during the pregnancy? You yes. Mean. Great question. So oh if, if her anxiety is able to be kept mm-hmm. at bay mm-hmm. because she has a partner who's like being that rock instead of heightening the anxiety mm-hmm. or like tugging in whatever ways or she has to like not only take care of herself and this yeah. child that's growing, but always make sure that her partner's okay. Right, right. Um, how does that kind of anxiety when women carry it or excessive stress put that baby at, at risk to whatever degree? You know, I, we, we really don't know exactly. And there's lots and lots and lots of studies on, you know, uh, stress mm-hmm. and how stress can affect a pregnancy. And most of those most of those studies are outcome studies, like looking at like preterm labor, growth restrictions, so babies don't grow that well, um, complications of the pregnancy, like high blood pressure, um, for sure, uh, looking at mood disorders either during or after, so postpartum anxiety mm-hmm. and depression, absolutely affected by levels of stress and anxiety during the pregnancy. But I also want to put a cap on it a little bit because you know stuff happens in life, mm-hmm. thing things happen, relationships are altered by a pregnancy, and I want to give people some room to not shame themselves and be anxious <laughs> about being anxious. About being anxious, sure. Because I, I one of the things that because I get that question a lot, a lot, mm-hmm. a lot, a lot, especially from the worried well, okay? And what I try to remind them is like, look, some of these studies are looking at people like in refugee camps, okay, or in war zones. That is really dangerous and it's bad. You have cortisol, you have all these hormones Mm -hmm. that change that definitely have an impact on that baby and they may have a lasting impact on that baby through their lifetime. But I think most of the time we're experiencing a different level of stress and there's actually studies showing that moderate stress, and I don't even know how to define that, is maybe good for Mm -hmm. a pregnancy. So I want to be careful about that. I mean, obviously people working through stuff and making an attempt to work through things in their relationship and around how, who's caring for whom Mm -hmm. um, at what time is always going to be a good thing. I mean, that's intimacy. Mm -hmm. Okay. And people who can be intimate with each other are going to be better parents together, right? This is rad parenting. Yeah. We want you to be rad. And if you're more intimate, Mm -hmm. really intimate, like an emotionally way, you're going to be more rad parents. That's kind of the whole point. But that also means like, you know, you make mistakes. Right. People don't do things right. That's just not life. Well, and I think, you know, I've I've said this before. I mean, I, I think it's true of marriage and I definitely think it's true when you're bringing a whole new person into the world. My wish for people, and sometimes it just, it, it's just going to happen, but that even before you get pregnant, even before we decide to get pregnant, because I'll make myself part of that, is that we sit down and really think about, like, that's when the parenting class, I feel like, should start yeah. to happen so that you can actually see how compatible, like, it's one thing, you know, we had uh, Dan on here yep. from OK Go and him talking about like how really blissful and easy, like easy, I'm sure he used that word, their relationship was. Yeah, he, before, his example was it was mojitas and sunsets Right, every day. exactly, before the baby Sounds came. Sounds pretty good, right? Nice. And I think that, yeah, I think that when we sort of get caught up in the sort of romanticizing yeah, of yeah. this, and now we're going to have a baby and look at your beautiful belly growing and blah, blah, blah. And we, all of a sudden the baby's here and we haven't taken time yeah. as a couple to say, okay, let's Let's really talk, and ideally this happens even before the pregnancy, what are your, like, because it's easy to have different values when you're not 
trying to raise another child. Correct. Right? Another person. Yeah. When it's just like, you're an adult and I'm an adult and I can respect that you're such and such a religion and I'm such and such a religion. Know that when that baby shows up, it's the a game changer. Yeah. Like, you're going to have such a, um, there's going to be such a pull to be like, well, I mean, I think I'm a pretty good person and I was raised, raised with such and such a value or such and such religion. So, yes, absolutely. Our kid will know. At that know, point, in the I, I always say, I always say whenever... I'm asked the question, what was the biggest change for you and your wife when you brought, you know, your two kids in the world is that everything that we felt was important in our relationship and where we were at. And we were really, I felt really lucky because we had been together for so long that all of the things that we used to feel were important and argue about, they all went to the wayside. They mm. just weren't important anymore. Mm. And, and we, we were obviously both, you know, focusing on, on our daughter and then our son and th- those the things that were really important with keeping this individual alive were, were at the forefront of our relationship, almost to the point where it starts to overshadow who we are as a couple. And I well, feel that, that does happen. It, it, gets, does. it gets really yeah. primal. I mean, I remember with my first, I remember turning to his dad and, and, you know, we were two young adults that, you know, kind of had it together and had resources. And I was like, Holy crap, this is why teenage girls put a baby in a trash can. Like, really? Yeah. Like, I had that moment. I mean, yeah. didn't put him in a trash can. He's 18 and he's, going he's, to college. It's all good. Yeah, driving. But he's driving. <laughs> but I mean, I had that moment and I yeah. thought, oh my God. So you get, it, you really dial it down. It gets super primal. I want to go back. <laughs> I, but no, but you know that thought you just said right there? You threw that out there, right? You had that thought. Oh, yeah. Now, okay. Now, and, and all of us in this room have had those yeah. thoughts. Mm-hmm. You know, Louis C.K., I love the bit that he does. You're not an involved parent unless you've. Put your middle, you know, flipped your child off yes. through a closed door. Like, <laughs> like, you know, that's a great, that's a great bit, right? Like, oh, I love totally. you, I love you, honey. Good night. Yeah. And you're just middle fingering yes. to the door, yeah. door shut. Child does not see that. <laughs> and what he, you know, he's saying because if you haven't done that, you're not, a, you haven't dropped into being a parent. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I, I know that what you just said with that, some of to be parents or young parents out there are like, oh my gosh. I've had those thoughts. Can you touch on that's totally normal having a thought? Obviously not, you know, you never fall right, through with it, but it, that it's normal. It, yeah. You don't act on it. But but I feel though, yeah. my, quite, my thing to you is, is that some people think even when you have a thought, like like I remember with with my daughter saying, I don't know if I can do this. Like I said that to my wife, like mm-hmm. I don't know if, I don't mm-hmm. know if I'm cut out to be a dad. I don't know. I didn't know that it was going to be the, the no sleep. 24 seven. I didn't know. And mm-hmm. then even as, even sometimes as we go through the ride right now and I've got teenagers, I sometimes say my wife and I look at each other. I don't want to be a dad today. I just don't. I don't want to do this anymore. And then right then I go, okay, I don't really mean that. And then obviously you have the conversation. You get through it. But is it okay? It's okay to. Of course voice it is. That, right? We're human beings, and I think if we don't allow ourselves to be human beings, and we don't then laugh about it, like mm-hmm. for me, the humor is what normally has Absolutely. gotten me through. Um, and again, I was in a very fortunate position because I was married at the time and I had a partner who was super involved, like such a good dad and, and really, really there for the kids and for me. But I really had a moment of like, wow, like when people don't have resources, how do they do it? So it's really real. And I think if we then like give ourselves a hard time and we like have a lot of shame and, you know, honestly, just wasting time. I mean, I I don't know, maybe the practical part of me, like practical Suzanne is like, get it together. (laughs) I want to like slap myself. Stop it. Keep going. I mean, you could entertain that and you could just be like, oh, I'm a victim today. I feel like being a victim. I mean, okay. Do that for like five minutes. 
and then, and get, then back get, get back to life because that kid is crying and the yeah. diaper is wet and you just you just have to mm-hmm. you just have to change the diaper what, one of our guests <laughs> one of our guests and we keep going back to Dan that was one of the best episodes because he good. said he said that he finally realized that that you know the higher power that has created us when these moments happen with our children and it would just get to, oh my gosh, there's, it can't get any, it, it was almost like the universe and the higher power knew how hard to push him and his wife to mm-hmm. the breaking point and mm-hmm. then it would subside. Mm-hmm. Yes. And they'd be like, oh, everything's cool. And we then, made it. We made it. Mm-hmm. And it, it was like, it was like they were, they were out at sea and the storm came and it was like, we'll never survive. And when he gave that analogy, I was like, what a great mm-hmm. visual because it's like that. You have these moments that the crying, the the feeding, the, the I just would say the lack of sleep. Oh, I the tell, lack of sleep oh is brutal. Tell, when yeah. I see people that are going to have a baby or talking about it, I go, go home and take a nap. Just yeah. Like, Dude, right now, what are you <laughs> like doing? He's it. like, I'll see guys at shows. We're about to have a kid. And I'm like, what are you doing here? Go home. You should, don't be at the club. You need to be at sleep yeah. right now. And they're like, why? I'm like, just trust me. You're going to dream of napping yeah. when yes. you're napping. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to dream of a nap while you're asleep. That's how much, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and not, lack of sleep really, really oh messes, God, messes with you. It makes people crazy. No, it does make people crazy. I mean, I want to do a show on lack of sleep. Oh my God, I, it's I'm huge. You, as we get older, and this whole perfection thing that people start getting mm-hmm. into. Also, like, I ha- I can't. I have to do this and that. And Perfect like, when dad. the baby's sleeping, then I'm gonna go run to the market yes. for you. It's like, oh no, you're not, because you're insane and you're not safe. Yeah, like, you need to go sleep because an adult that isn't sleeping is a disaster area. And that's science, folks. There's yeah. science here, and this is where you get anxiety and depression in men. You know, there's all this data emerging now on like postpartum depression and anxiety in dads. No. Yeah. Wow. It makes sense, though. It, you it know, does. They have the same kind of perfectionism that's being put on them, and they got to be the super dad. Yeah. I mean, and I'm, I'm, I can imagine being a dude and being like, "I wish it was 1950. Give me my cigar. I'll be out in the waiting room. Right. Just call me when it's I'll over. Call me when, it's when over. they I'll get t- you know into college." I'll tell you right now. <laughs> I'll tell you right now. I I, I went through a whole era, like, uh, not era. I went through a moment like that that I thought, just like you said. She's asleep. I'm going to go get the fresh fruit. I'm going to chop it up. I haven't slept for three days. It's okay. It's okay. You know, and then all of a sudden I remember, and I said this a few weeks ago, I remember one time it was, we were six months into it and I I had my daughter in my arms. I'm like, wow, you're not visiting. You're living here forever. Right. And I was like, this isn't a race anymore. Mm -hmm. Right. And okay, I'm going to pace myself and I'm not going to try. We would literally, when we were driving in the car if she fell asleep, I would pull over and we would just sleep as a family in the car. <laughs> I had a friend drive wow. by. Like we lived down on Melrose, and a friend goes, "Yeah, I saw you and Karen oh my and gosh. your car, and you were all asleep." And I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> next time, don't wake us either." Like we're trying to, because you know what I'm saying. You yeah. just you have yeah, those yeah. moments, so precious, and totally. for the parents that are listening right now, that that I would, I mean, don't just pull over anywhere, but yeah, you. <laughs> You have those windows of let's go to sleep, mm-hmm. and, and that makes a difference because the mm-hmm. sleep de- uh, deprivation that was a game changer for me. It really changed. It changed my mood. I didn't realize that. And also, in the I'd wake up and I would just be bummed. I'd be like, "Why am I bummed right now?" And then my wife would say, "Yeah, because you're not sleeping." Mm-hmm. You know, she. You know, so we should do a whole show on just sleep. Yeah. Okay, so wait. I want to just make sure we're, we're getting all this. So the first, so much to get. I know. There's will so you much come to get. back, Doctor Suzanne? Um, will you come back? Yes. Yes. Yay. <laughs> okay. So because no, but seriously. So so the first thing is, in an ideal world, you are looking at what it means to be a parent, and you're 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 establishing a relationship with a gynecologist before 
before if you, you can if, if you, you can, can. What this Dr. is the Suzanne idea says, she this says, is the hey, ideal if you get pregnant no shaming it happens of course let's we've you right. know, boom but if but, you're not yet pregnant there you go here's a tremendous opportunity right. to, and, and you don't know unless you know so it's great to have somebody saying this to you no internet no no not no, 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 internet. Internet. no selective internet, internet. That was mine. Right. don't go selective down the rabbit internet. hole the second uh, thing is, so once you are pregnant, there's this whole, like, there's a way to be looking at your relationship as a parent and, and what, how you're going to be together and even getting through this really intense nine months of changes and hormones and all of that stuff. And then, and then, what, and then what's next? Like, I know that you're not a pediatrician, so not so much in terms of the baby, but in terms of, like, the couple's relationship. So we make it through the delivery, and I think initially there's a lot of, like, just sort of euphoria. Like, yeah, and oh, a lot of, like, bonding Oh, my and gosh, stuff. I yeah. can't believe we created this, like, mm-hmm. perfect. There's never been a more perfect baby than the right, one that we until made. until they wake up 48 hours later. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> and you're like, oh, my God. And so then what, I mean, what do you say to, because I know, I mean, you were in to, to check on me multiple times, and it wasn't just the, I know you, and I I don't know that all doctors are this way, but there's obviously you're checking in on like the physical stuff, the medical mm-hmm. stuff. But what about the what can help our listeners in terms of knowing, like, say, that first 48 hours or the first week or whatever? What are the things that you can sort of be ready for? Well, I mean, a couple of things. I think the sleep thing we touched on, which is really, really critical. People need to give themselves permission to rest mm-hmm. and to sleep. I think the whole visitor thing is very interesting. And some of this is very specific to families and cultures and couples. And so I, I wouldn't like put a rule on it overall, mm-hmm. but um, I, I think visitors in the hospital are unnecessary. Mm-hmm. I think you really need to view the hospital as a place to be protected and recover. Mm-hmm. And I think people feel obligated sometimes to come in and really there's nothing for them to do. They're just sitting and staring at you and then, forgive me, but you can't even like fart or go to the bathroom because there's right. somebody, Uncle Joe is sitting there and your neighbor yeah. and it's not comfortable. Yeah. So that's really not helpful. So people shouldn't feel, I feel like people shouldn't feel obligated to visit and people shouldn't be obligated to entertain visitors. And th- the little person is just like a little exactly. blob swaddled in right. and you see like right. a little bit of its face. Right. I mean, there's not even that much to see. I mean, it's a little bit of like a show and like I get it, but like I just, again, I like, like mm-hmm. to give permission to people for how that would be. It's very interesting I, I actually came this morning from the hospital. I, I discharged two patients, one of whom comes from a very traditional culture, and she was just miserable because people kept coming. She had a C-section, and people kept coming mm-hmm. to the hospital, and I was, like, trying to help draw some boundaries, and I was like, you know, make me the bad guy, and she was like, no. In my culture, it's super rude. People are going to come. I want to go home because when I go home, I have 40 days, and nobody can come into my house. Oh, love. Yeah, and that's actually really traditional. A lot of traditional cultures have a cuarenta dias if you're Latino or Mexican. Um, 40 days is traditional Ayurveda and Indian uh, culture. I have background in Indian medicine. This woman is Armenian. It's very, very interesting that there's like about a six-week period of time where you're supposed to be at home, being cared for. Um, This is a kind of a a female time. Mm -hmm. Moms, older relatives Mm -hmm. come in, and there's all foods, uh, massage, Mm -hmm. uh, binding, all sorts of interesting rituals that actually we're starting to appreciate do make sense. So now how do you bring your partner into that? I think if you're in a traditional culture, they're so used to that and they're expecting it that it feels comfortable to them. I think how do we incorporate really what is that about self-care? How Mm -hmm. do we incorporate self-care and accepting help? Because mm-hmm. that was the other thing I wanted to say. How do we incorporate accepting help once we get home? So if we are lucky enough to have people available to help us informally or formally, we need to accept it. I think women uh, 
have a hard time accepting yes. help. We like to give help. We don't like to receive it. Um, and this is where a partner can be really great in kind of maybe giving permission, making space, whatever that is. But the partner needs to get some help too because the partner can't do everything else. So, I mean, those are the, those are the things that I look at. I mean, we could have a whole conversation yes. for the next 17 hours about parenting and intimacy and parenting and then how do you make the transition of an intimate partnership to an intimate partnership that made a baby. Oh, and, yes. And, okay, so that's a whole other yep. thing. Um, I think you said something really important, which is like, it's not, you know, like this is the long haul kind of like Absolutely. I'm here right now. So yeah. let's just be where I am right now and not get so worried about like, am I going to be able to ever go on a date? Are we going to have sex? All like, okay, don't worry. Please, let's just be where we are. And then I'll like, you know, make sure that you ate and the baby ate and he slept and you slept and let's just get through the next three hours. Like really dialing it down. Right. Really. And really focusing on that moment. That was yes. the biggest thing that, that, Being that we had to do. It was everything you just said. All right, let's just get through today. Mm -hmm. Let's get through the next three hours. It is let's literally get one morning. day at a time. It, I remember it, is like it would be let's the, get through this morning. The most important 12-step program ever. Ever. <laughs> ever. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Hey, um... If I on your Twitter, yeah, you have um, you have asked Doctor Suzanne. Can, yeah, can people people can hit totally. you up right now? Absolutely, so they can Absolutely. hit you up on uh, Twitter. Ask Dr. Suzanne, right? And, and that's also my Instagram. That's your Instagram too. as well. Okay, mm -hmm. um, and then just to recap really quick today. Um, everything that we talked about on the on the show, I, I feel like we came in with an idea. Of my idea was, we're pregnant now. What? Anaya shot that just, and you know what? I, I totally back what you're saying now. It's not we're pregnant. It's I'm pregnant. I'm pregnant. We're having a baby. And Joe, you're not. Yes. We're having. A, I'm pregnant. Yeah. We're having a baby. Yeah. I'm totally cool with that. Yeah, I love that. And you know what? You're absolutely right. Uh, and and I feel like today we just broad stroked and really talked about everything from the moment before you get pregnant to now you are pregnant to and I love the term that I'm I, holding space, hold space. Like I, I've never heard that before. I know our listeners are like, where does this guy, like, is he under a rock all the time? But I've just <laughs> never heard that term. And, and it makes so much sense for the partner that's not giving birth to find their space in this whole situation. Yeah. I felt like we really touched on that. And I hope that some of the dads and some of the partners out there are like, okay, because I never knew really what I was going to be doing in there. Like I said, once my wife started giving birth, I was like, you are a rock star. This is amazing. Uh, and that it just was awesome at that point. But I feel that all of us kind of need to know where we are, just like in anything you do in life. Mm -hmm. Where am I at the office? Where am I in the, you well, know, playing sports, anything? Yeah. You know? and, Where's and, my part and, and in I, this play? And we haven't even gotten into this, and I don't know if we want to do this now. We want to do when, when Dr. Zan comes back. But then there's always, like, the things that come up, because it's a whole different, to me, a whole different space to hold in my situation when we were going to first either have the baby at home, which would have been... You know, I mean, just it would not have worked out for me because I had an enormous baby. But versus I'm going to actually deliver this baby in, in the hospital room, fine, to suddenly emergency C-section, which is all of a sudden a, like like hugely medicalized, like, mm -hmm. you know, machines beeping. And it was, it was for me, like scary and intense. And, and there it was really hands off. Like for him, I mean, he was like at my head and kind of just like, I'm here, I'm not going anywhere. But everything else was happening like on the other side of the curtain in, in a really intense way. So mm -hmm. I feel like that's another thing that while you're pregnant to look at, so it could go this way, it could go this way. And that's where the letting go, you know, here are the, here are the various doors and know that until the moment that that child is coming out, mm. you probably just have to be ready to roll with it and walk through whatever door happens to open. 
I think that's I think that's a great way to look at it because it never turns out the way that you think it's going to turn out. It never it never does. I've realized that in life. Which like, is oh, my whole life turns out exactly the way I planned. I don't, uh, yeah. I don't know who no, you are. Yeah. Who are you? I try to make it that way. I try to control it, but I've just realized as no, I get older. No, of course not. No, but it took me a while to realize yeah. that that it never uh, turns out the way that I think it's going to turn out, and and thankfully it, it sometimes turns out way better, and sometimes it's totally not what I expected. But what you're saying, Anaya, I think that is something. That uh, as a as a parent, you have to realize, hey man, this might go in a different direction because they're a separate person. Be they're yes. not like an extension of you; they're their own human being. And that's only the beginning, because as we've talked about on every show, it's like that's the challenge of parenting: is you never know because they are separate individuals with their own thoughts and feelings. You never know what they're going to throw mm-hmm. at you. And so, you know, the whole you know roller coaster right before, well, even during pregnancy and then during labor is just to get you ready for what's to come. <laughs> and, and start, and, and like you said, you never know what they're going to throw at you. So why not their first day on this earth, they throw you a full curveball yep. and show up totally unexpected a few weeks early, a couple <laughs> weeks late, you know, all of those things that come into play mm-hmm. that, that all of us, ne- and like you said, something so much, Dr. Suzanne, that, that I loved is that you're conditioned with these ideas, the same thing that we're conditioned with the way a marriage is supposed mm-hmm. to be. It's always, you know, I grew up in the Brady Bunch era where, you know, they're just always high-fiving each other and they, you know, they never <laughs> argue and they, all those kids are so cool to each other and it, it's, it's not like that. You know what I'm saying? It's, so it, it's real life. Yeah. Is it's okay if things change yeah. Yeah. and move around in different yeah. directions? Mm-hmm. It's more interesting, anyways. Yeah, you want everyone's like, I don't want it to be more interesting. I just, I just <laughs> I'm want good. It to happen. Uh, I can't thank you enough for being on the show. Thanks Dr. for having Suzanne, me. You'll come back again. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Cool. Hey, everyone's got to uh, ask uh, Dr. Suzanne a million questions. You can go on her Twitter. Because <laughs> she's got nothing else. Yeah. Because she just wants to deal with all of you guys. Uh, and it, but it's good though. You can ask her, and you actually answer them. I love it. It's Ask a Dr. Suzanne. Follow her on Twitter, um, and she's going to come back on the show again. I loved having you here, and thank having you so much for bringing yeah, your friend my, in. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you so much. This was amazing, uh, and thanks to all of you guys for listening. We'll be back next week with another show. If you got any questions about anything on the show today I was going to ask you Dr. Suzanne could they email us and I could you know yeah, absolutely totally yeah. and we can pull it all together and, and we can do say, like a answer questions thing that's what I was saying yeah. maybe you come back mm-hmm. and it's just a it's to be just, an ask Dr. Suzanne there you go nice. I love it so all you got to do uh, is email us at uh, radparenting at gmail.com radparenting at gmail.com and the last thing I'm going to say is Dr. Suzanne holds the record for saying the word rad I think you said it maybe four or five times in one sentence <laughs> a little while ago love it I'm very competitive so I thank love you. it we'll see you guys all next week I'm Joe Sib and Anaya Bogue and Dr. Suzanne yes <laughs> later later